Hello and welcome to the Wedding Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Pete the Celebrant, and we are proudly sponsored by Easy Weddings. Easy Weddings helps thousands of couples nail their big day every year. With their award-winning directory and mobile apps, you can find and book top-rated wedding suppliers, stay on track with their planning tools, or for a more hands-off approach, you can work with a wedding planner to save you time and money. And the best thing, it's free. So jump on to easyweddings.com.au to start your stress-free journey up the aisle today. Joining us for the episode are two incredible celebrants and close friends of mine, Matt Finch and Kate Mack. We dive into their experience as wedding celebrants to find out what they've learnt from previous ceremonies and how to personalise your own. Allow me to introduce you to the very talented Kate Mack and Matt Finch. Here we go. It's great to have with us Kate and Matt. Both of you, how are you doing? Great. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Getting back into it. Yeah, cool. thanks for having us. It's good to have you here. And uh, look, right now is uh, what today's the 26th of May. And in Melbourne, we have no idea what tomorrow will be like. We don't know if we're going to the lockdown and all this weekend's weddings are done or we'll be fine and we'll just carry on as usual. But that's how it is at the moment. That's um, 2021, isn't it? <laughs> 2021. Thank, thankfully, it's not 2020. Yeah, I'm uh, glad it's not. <laughs> Got to be prepared for anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, as celebrants, we all have, you know, a lot of similarities, but also a few differences in that. Um, Kate, why don't we start with you and then we'll go okay. to Matt. Tell us about your style of how you do weddings. Okay. Um, it's such an interesting question. I think I'll go with maybe um, what my couples have told me afterwards and what I've heard from people that have been, you know, their friends and family that have been at their ceremony. So um, I often hear from people that they love how relaxed the ceremony is. So I think I have a very relaxed style. How I speak now is how I speak at your ceremony. Um, so also I think... A lot comes across when people tell me that I've got a very warm style and I think that's just because, I don't know, I love getting up there and I'm actually talking to everyone there and engaging everyone there. So it's not a performance and it's not a show or anything like that. Um, and I very often hear from people that I have a very professional style and I think that's probably just from attention to detail and wanting to make sure that everything runs smoothly. So I think that's my style. And then obviously just one more thing I'd add in is that everything in your ceremony I like to make sure is just completely you and reflective of who you are as a couple. And so uh, I think that comes through in um, how people, like how I get to know people, I think that comes through in their ceremony. Cool. Matt? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be a little bit of a parrot because I really agree with a lot of what um, Kate's talking about. I think that's a really big thing is drawing out as much as you can from your couples. So you do have, you know, this massive specifics and 
really being able to relate everything back to them, I think really helps with that whole kind of warmth side of it. Yeah. Um, of keeping it engaging and keeping it fun and um, really just trying to keep it engaging but being relaxed because people are tense on the day. So um, I, I've heard a few people say the same as you, Kate, where um, I think it's it's great to be able to get them into a place where they're a bit more chill and they can, instead of just buzzing like crazy, that they can actually enjoy their own ceremony and and take it all in. Mm. Um, but it's uh, a good ceremony, I think, is one where you can go through a few different things. You've got to respect that it's a big deal, but you want to give people the, the feelings and the laughs, the chuckles. So you sort of do tend to move through a few different elements and, and I guess in a way do a few different styles in the one ceremony for it to be really, truly good, I think. But, um, yeah, in a nutshell. Cool. Now, this isn't a question I uh, put to you both before, but I know a lot of people are curious to, like, how did you become a celebrant? Who give wants that, to go first? Give us that snapshot. <laughs> okay. Go, Matt. Okay. Go for it. Oh, look, uh, it wasn't really ever planned to be this big. It was, uh, I thought, a, a lovely thing that would be fun to do on the side. And uh, I'd, I'd seen a bunch of my friends have truly awful ceremonies um, that I won't tell them. But just it really didn't suit them. It didn't connect. It didn't involve them. And I, I didn't get it. And I thought, why are people having these really inappropriate ceremonies? And... Um, yeah, once I got into it, it just kind of boomed and I realised how much I loved it and how much it suited me and I've just ran with it ever since. Love it. Okay. Our stories are so similar, Matt, because <laughs> I, went to, <laughs> I, I went to a number of friends' ceremonies and, and what I was noticing was, and, I, and I'd become aware at that time as well, that there were four things you legally had to have in the ceremony Everything else can be what you want it to be and yet I was seeing ceremonies that felt quite generic, that they weren't actually reflecting who they were as a couple um, and there was, a, there was a real disconnect really in the experience of being part of that because it just didn't feel like it was them. And so um, I was working in learning and development, facilitating lots of workshops at the time. And so from a public speaking perspective, I was like, I can do that. Um, and I also had done a couple of speeches at weddings that had gone over really well. I'd got a really good response from them. So I sort of started to see that I could tie that in together and um, help people to actually have ceremonies that reflect who they are. Um, rather than, yeah, something generic. And similar to you, Matt, I started out, it was an on-the-side thing and the more I did, the more I got and I just loved it so I just kept going um, and it turned into a full-time gig. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So today we're going to share a little bit of uh, your side of things, Pete. I can share a bit about my side of things. Uh, yeah. So my style is very, we are very similar in terms of being relaxed, um, you know, lighthearted, making sure that everyone feels that, you know, it is engaging uh, and that there's also a blend and a mix of humour alongside sentimentality. And mm. for myself, it's, you know, I don't want to go into... Uh, it's so trying to be so sort of humorous that it's sort of like, is this a, is this a 
sort of comedy act for a guy who can't make it on the stage. Uh, but no, it's also, but I use, you know, humor in that to just make sure we take the gas off a little bit of the sentimentality so that it doesn't turn into anything Disney and heavy and weird. Because uh, a lot of my couples just want it to feel natural. And I find that if you have a nice balance of going, a bit of humor, a bit of a sentimentality, uh, and particularly having that wave throughout the wedding ceremony, it just keeps it all feeling natural. People enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's my... I think I'm, I'm hearing quite a bit of that from my couples now. Where in, in the past, they'd always say, oh, we don't want it to be stiff and boring. You have to be funny. But now people are saying, we don't want stiff and boring, but you can't be too funny. Like there's, yep. I think there's been a whole reaction to the opposite sure. side of being a show and being a big comedy fest. Yeah. So I think a lot of couples are becoming aware of that now of like, right, we, we want it to be fun and engaging, but to a point, we've still got to keep keep it in, in the bounds. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I, hear, I hear a lot of that. And it's... I've been hearing that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try to make sure that, you know, on the day, because on the day, like the energy in that it can, you know, I can want it to get, want to get swept away with like, you know, if you're having a few <laughs>, laughs, like, oh, you know, just what else, you know, can I put in here? But it's also making sure that it's, uh, if it's not contributing to that overall engagement of that balance, then you're going to tip too much either way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. In terms of how I got into this, uh, I had just finished from I used to work as youth pastor in a church uh, I changed as an individual and I needed to find a different uh, goal in life and someone recommended to do a civil celebrant and I looked into it and I was like well I've already done some weddings before and I like I really enjoyed that I enjoy just hanging out and chatting with people uh, I enjoy yeah. the getting on public speaking that's probably if I had to put what you know what are you good at I figure I'm okay at this so I'm like well that sort of ticks all up by boxes. Let's go do that. Yep. Uh, and thankfully, it, uh, I've been able to turn this into a full-time gig since 2018, I think it is, or 2019, or one of those years starts with a two. So it's been good. <laughs> it's been good. That's awesome. Yeah. Now. Whatever you two are doing, doing it right, because I'm hearing a lot of good feedback about the two of you. So bravo. Oh, and people. likewise to you. <laughs> Oh, I just I hear about you guys and everyone just raves about you and I'm like just sh shut up all right I know they're great what about <laughs> uh, no it is nice and it is actually nice to talk with you see other people couples and it's like um, someone will say you know like oh we just got married you know last year or two months ago and like oh who married you and if you're like oh and it was Kate and it's like oh how wasn't they like it was great she's amazing it's like of course <laughs> it's like I could have recommended it I, I know some great celebrants um and then we would yeah we'll stick with the, the people we love the people we recommend now let's um this is about helping couples make good decisions make good choices and because we are around ceremonies all year long we yep. do i would say quite easily we would do at least 70 plus weddings a year um each of us would do those so most couples, I find, want to make their ceremonies genuine. So what are at least two ways that you've seen couples personalise their own ceremonies? What are some ideas you can give us? That's hey. a tough one because I feel like every ceremony is personalised. 
So because it's written from scratch and all that sort of thing. Um, So, but if I think about like um, just thinking about ceremonies that I've done recently that have been quite inspiring, I suppose, in the way that they have been personalised. One I did recently was for a lovely couple, Tegan and Sean. Give them a high and a shout out there. Um, They have a beautiful family and family means a lot to them. And so to, um, I suppose, for that to come through in their ceremony, they actually incorporated their family into lots of different parts of the ceremony. And it was incredibly inclusive in the sense that, you know, they had siblings in the uh, wedding party and that sort of thing. They also had, um, so Tegan's brother has quite a severe disability and he was the ring bearer for the day. And we knew that that might happen or it might not happen, that he would be wandering around the ceremony space and that we would not know exactly where he was going to be at that point that we were getting the rings and, and bringing them forward. And they just went with the flow and um, as did we all and it, it worked really beautifully and their grandma came up and did um, she's quite religious and so they wanted to bring that religion into the ceremony so she did a blessing at the beginning of the ceremony which was really sweet and then their grandpa did uh, like at the end of the ceremony wished them well for their future together as a married couple and he wasn't able to come up to the front to actually do that he's he needed to be seated so I just took the microphone down to him and he said those words from where he was so just all these little different ways that we figured out how to yeah include family and that that certainly made it an incredibly connected and very personal uh ceremony for everybody there for for the couple for Tegan and Sean but for everyone there too which was beautiful mm. yeah I think people are starting to get a little more open-minded with it of rather than Mm. you know we're all very programmed with how weddings should be for a lot of people and you know that the the best man had to be the ring bearer and all that kind of thing and people are just opening their minds a little bit and you know they're getting granny to pop over with the ring and you know cousin jeans popping in with another (laughs) one and um You know, just being a bit more aware that you can mix it up and use different people for different roles and, and you know, this whole antiquated thought of men have to stand on one side and women have to be on the other side of a wedding party. Now people, they are having their best friend, whatever gender they may be, or, you know, they might have the groom, his best friend might be his sister and she can be right there next to him. And just being a bit more fluid, I guess, with with who who takes all those different roles it's really nice yeah, yeah. i remember i went and saw uh, one of russ mccumber's weddings years ago this is when i first started yeah, cool. um as a probably like 2017 you know fresh in the game barely had you know probably 10 weddings to my name i was like can you just show me what you do i want to see if i've got my finger on the pulse of this whole thing and he goes you'll enjoy this one i'm like cool and so it's standing there and he's sort of doing his thing introducing and then he's you know um he's like all right well let's begin uh and it was uh the bride was already standing there with russ they hit play on the music and um the music was i wish i could remember it i can't remember the song but it was like just it's out of left field sort of song and then out from behind the bushes 
comes the groom dressed as as a banana, like in a full suited <laughs> banana, <laughs> with wow. their niece behind them um, throwing bananas at him, and he's like making his way to the where they're all standing. Uh, it's it's just like it was so different, but it was it was exactly it matched for them. So that was definitely like that's a very unique yeah. start to a, to a wedding. Very unique for you know what you know what I've done. Um, uh, look, I've done. Was probably- there a reason for this? Why was he dressed as a banana? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I actually don't know. I'm sure maybe there's a background story to it. There probably is because I think the funniest things are often when, like, we might not know why that's funny to them, but there'll be something meaningful in that to them as to why they've come up with that. And I reckon, I don't know, to me that's what makes ceremonies personal, like just going with your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've only done one dress-up type themed wedding. Um, and ironically, this was from Russ as well. Russ was was finishing up and he couldn't do this date and he sent through. And so I did one dressed up as Batman and they were dressed up as Spider-Man and Spider-Woman and everyone else was dressed in Marvel or, or DC. Um, wow. But other than dress up. I remember, yeah, I remember seeing that on Instagram and you nailed that. Like Batman popped up on the screen and it was just like, oh, my God, Pete really is Batman. It was, it was an intense day. It was a dark day. You embraced the character. You, were, you did very well. My parents were dead to me. I was like, I've got to really get in character for this. So I had to go deep. Uh, on the probably probably we're on the less humorous side of what I've seen, um, but still very much meant to a lot to this couple. They it was probably the week of maybe I think it was the week of they. Uh, just just found out they'd lost um their baby like it was you know only i think a few maybe a month or two in to their pregnancy and they'd lost the baby like that week uh and i remember during the um the run through just like going through it and i could just just like it just naturally they were they were not themselves they're you know not very you know happy you know real cheery joking and they were just not those people and i was like cool just thinking maybe it's nerves or things like that and then obviously through the discussion um it came out and after that we talked about how can we um you know how did you want to include this if you did at all and they said we do want to include it and what we're going to do is uh we're going to release a balloon and so they actually had a balloon there for each member of, I think it was three family members who couldn't be there with them. Like I think it was like a father and a brother. And so, and then they had one that didn't have a photo frame, but they just, the both of them released. Um, and we just created that space within the, the ceremony. It was quite a uh, deep and, and meaningful time, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, it was perfect for that, uh, what was going on in their lives. And for everyone, everyone in the audience was also who knew what had happened was also grieving with them with that loss. So it was, uh, it was very appropriate. Um, That's beautiful. You've just given me goosebumps. Yeah, it's very it's just, It is, but it's very lovely that you've been able to honour that for them in the ceremony on the day. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's really important that um, the way that 
essentially what could have been an elephant in the room, like ceremonies, wedding ceremonies are generally a really happy occasion. And so it would be very tempting to go, well, we should just be happy for this occasion and try and squash that um, and, you know, maybe try and not think about it. But I think to actually acknowledge the whole person and the whole situation and actually bring it into the ceremony, as you say, create space for all of those emotions that would be, that are there, they are there. Mm. So that's just beautiful. I totally agree. There's definitely moments when you know that there's a particular thing in every, on everyone's mind if something has Mm. occurred recently. And yeah, I think just to get it out there and if you can try and bring a positive sense to it somehow, but um, yeah, not nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say another little thing in terms of personalization is I think realizing our couple's different personalities themselves. If, if someone's really outgoing and gregarious, then they can play a bigger role. But if you've got someone that's absolutely mortified and hates the idea of standing up in people, giving them a little bit of uh, ability to make it a bit easier. You know, I've had some uh, really tense grooms lately. So you know, not making them just stand up there in front of everyone the entire time, but maybe coming in with the bride when when she arrives or or whatever partner arrives and uh, trying to just be aware and, and simplify things for them to take the trauma <laughs> out, of, yeah. out of it is, uh, is something I'm trying to be much more aware of. I think that's such a good point. I've been noticing recently a moment where I feel that it does take some of that uh, attention off them is when you're welcoming everyone and you're you're essentially deflecting the attention to the family and friends, the group of people that are there. And I can see that that's this moment where the shoulders start to come down a bit and the breathing comes back and yeah. <laughs> all that kind of thing because it's not this feeling like all eyes are on you. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wants their wedding to go perfectly. Uh, you know, they'd be put planning from nine to more than 12 months of planning involved in this. And on the day, they just want everything to be exactly as they wanted and planned it to be. But things do not the moment, that's short, Pete. It goes for <laughs> years these days. That's true, actually. <laughs> the little COVID additions. Um, so things don't go to plan. And yes, we COVID's a classic example of how things don't go to plan, but that's a it's a whole world pandemic. It's a in itself. Tell us what's happened and what have you seen other couples uh, either overcome or what what would you advise on things that they could have planned differently? Kate, why don't you start us off? Sure. So I think um, the the example that comes to mind for me about things not going to plan is uh, I had a couple who um, they'd arrived into this homestead, but we were having the ceremony down in the chapel. And so I'd spoken to the best man up in the homestead. I was like, do you have the rings? He's like, yes, I've got the rings. Awesome. So we're down in the chapel. They do their vows. And then just after their vows, which is right before they're doing the rings, the groom whispered to me, we don't have the rings. So (laughs) the rings had been left up in the homestead. So I was standing in the middle at that point. And then I walked back around to the side. So I had these four steps to kind of go, 
what am I going to do? Am I going to pause the ceremony and send someone up to the homestead to get the rings or do what I did, which was, and I very much read the couple here. Like they are very relaxed, very, there were lots of elements in this ceremony that were a lot of fun. And so I decided to just throw it open to everyone there. And I said, well, this is the point where we we would normally do the rings. Uh, However, the rings are up in the homestead. Does anybody have a ring that we can use for the exchange of rings? And so, yes, two family members very quickly, like promptly, like, yes, here's my ring (laughs) Um, and brought the rings up. So it was this beautiful moment. It actually was probably one of the most memorable things about the ceremony because it was very connected with their family um, and it was just funny. It was just funny. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything anyone could have done to prevent that. I think there's like, there's just, in ceremonies, as much as we practice and rehearse things, we're all human. So the humanness of forgetting something, you know, it's going to happen. I had something similar um, but no one, no one said anything to me. I was just sort of doing my thing. You know how you're just, you're in your role, you're going through, you know what you're saying and you, you know, you're talking with them and you're looking at your couple and you can just see something looked off like it was this sort of look like something's not right. And I'm thinking, mm, I think, think I, you know, I'm going, did I say something? I'm like, no, you're saying that. Are you doing all right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then I look back at them and then all of a sudden, boom, the best man just bolts towards the house. It was on like a homestead in the property. And I just, I just realised it's like, it's got to be the rings. And so I just looked at everyone and said, <laughs> he is definitely, it's like, we definitely have the rings and he is not running back to get them. Thankfully it was, was captured by a bottle brush. It's a uh, Callan and um, Brianne's film. So they've got it on their thing. It was a great moment. And that, that little thing like yours, Kate, like there's an issue yep. done well, it can actually make yeah. the whole thing just yeah. like awesome. Can make it fantastic. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I totally thought you were going to say that he was um, looking green and about to vomit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't had any vomiters. At, uh, I know there's a video of somewhere of a celebrant um, doing their service and they go, sorry, and just, <laughs> just vomit to the side. But, I've um, seen that one. I watched that and I was like, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we think we can push through. I'm okay. I don't feel sick. And then right at the moment. Um and then I sent that. Speaking of, though, um, yeah. I think that's a good one for couples to be aware of is the the health of their their wedding party or their important people. Mm. I've, I've had a little bit of a run, actually, of people in the wedding party that have fainted. And um, I think a little bit of a, a heads up to us can be great because if, if we've got a heads up that someone's... Um, had a big night the night before or isn't coping or is crazy pregnant um just giving us that awareness and you know having a chair nearby so they can excuse themselves if need be and Mm. uh, i think that's one that we could probably plan for a little better there was some i've had a few occasions now where uh, yeah it just puts a little hole in the ceremony that you don't really need (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly you're dealing with something very unexpected. But yeah, I think that's a really good point, Matt. Someone. Like I think that um, always telling your celebrant what is going on, if yeah. there's some background stuff, is actually really important because we have a wealth of ideas and experience mm. in dealing with 
all sorts of things that we can actually help make that situation, whatever it is that's challenging, we can help make that better. Um, Mm. And so, yeah, I think it's really important for us to know, yeah, any sort of background situations and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Can also be great. And I do ask sometimes, uh, just ask, is there anything... Is there anything I should know? Maybe just family connections or like, I just don't want to step on any landmines and make anyone feel uncomfortable. Mm. And if there's like, there could be something because families are complicated at best. Uh, And then something might've happened recently or, and it's Mm. just like, Hey, by the way, maybe you should know this. And it might be like, okay, that's, that won't change anything, but maybe it would change something how I would or how we would address something or, or talk about something or not talk about something. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, that can always help. Very much. I've only had... Spot on. I've only had like one or two fainters at a wedding. And one was, in fact, this one was at a place up in Dalesford. Um, this is back in like years ago now. It was a, wasn't a very warm day. Like it was warm. Like it was nice. But we went into this little chapel and it just became a hot box with all these people in there. Like it got warm and I'm okay with warm. I, in fact, I'd rather be warm than not. So I'm like, I'm in my happy place mm-hmm. and you know, I'm probably starting to sweat and it's like, that's funny. It's warm. And then all of a sudden, just one of the, gr- the grooms just completely just wobbled <laughs> and fell over. And uh, I was like, my normally it's like, I can think of something pretty quick, but I was like, I think we need to find a doctor. Like there's, it was just a, um, eventually he, like, it was fine. It was just really hot in there. Like the windows wouldn't open. Everyone was feeling it. Uh, so maybe make sure place isn't too hot, have a window open. That reminds me yeah. of a wedding I did where I married two doctors to each other. Most of their wedding party were doctors. Their parents were doctors. It was like a doctor festival. It was crazy. <laughs> One of the groomsmen fainted. And I was the one that was down on the ground, like helping the guy out. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm surrounded by professionals here. What's going on? That reminds me of one I did where it was entirely nurses and someone fainted. And thankfully, I was actually able to go, well, with all the nurses here, they all jumped in, which was fabulous. And that person ended up, we had to pause the ceremony and the paramedics were called because she was quite elderly, but she insisted that she was not going with the paramedics until the ceremony had finished. So they were so lovely. The paramedics (laughs) sat with her, got her all comfortable for the ceremony, and then we finished the rest of the ceremony. Wow. Wow. That's, That's impressive. There you go. Is there any others you can think of? Any other things that just haven't gone to plan? Like there is always, there's the classic uh, weather. I, I would always caution couples away from flower towers. Oh, yes. If they are not really firmly stuck into the ground or, or whatever, they are a risk of death. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are these huge metal structures that tower and one little gust of wind, if that comes down, and I, I literally caught one as it was about to hit the bride one day. Oh, my because, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Full on. Wow. Like that could have gone really south. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it always yeah. makes me nervous when I rock up and there's a tower just sitting there. 
Mm. a flower tower you like checking its anchors <laughs> making sure it's yeah. in the ground I'm like this needs to be pretty seriously mm. tied down yes that does remind me of the day that a massive vase of flowers got blown off a wine barrel mm-hmm. literally like um, bridesmaids had come down the aisle the bride was just about to enter And this gust of wind came through and the whole thing went over. And this is what, I think this highlights what working with, the the difference working with professionals makes because they had a band that, you know, do weddings all the time and an event coordinator that, you know, amazing event coordinator. And she held the bride from coming on in. The band kept playing. Myself and the best man picked up all the flowers and quickly rearranged the bunch and then got everything back in place and then she made her entrance and everything was, you know, nice and smooth. I, I couldn't agree more with that sentiment of having the professionals. When, when you've got a wedding that has a, a selection of high-quality wedding professionals, oh, wow, the, the difference is is incredible and if weird little things like that happen it doesn't have to be an issue you know the professionals know what they're doing they make it smooth the couple don't even have to know sometimes and that's right yeah it's worth it Mm. yeah what what are you seeing couples do these days what's trending from uh what you're observing definitely i would say um reimagining their ceremonies and a lot of discussion Mm. around what's truly important Um, Mm. because, and that's as a result of COVID, like having to change plans and even people who uh, have ended up with, you know, like dates at the beginning of this year that were, um, you know, quite unaffected um, and they've still had because we've come through 2020 and had to be in that position where we've had to reimagine what could this look like and how will this go ahead and when will it go ahead it's really brought people into a space of going well what's what's truly important to me and then reimagining what their actual wedding day could look like and the many different versions of that Um, so yeah I'm seeing a lot of that and even when we're talking even when I'm talking with couples um, and planning their ceremonies Uh, the discussions around um, how that lockdown time has um, changed their relationship or has, you know, again, brought them back into, you know, what's truly important to them. So, yeah, definitely that reimagining of of ceremonies is definitely a a thing. Yeah, Mm. totally agree. And, you know, COVID's been awful, but I've seen a lot of couples Mm. that have had the wedding planned that they were expected to have and then yeah. when that couldn't happen they create something logical that makes sense for who they are and what and they end up having this perfect wedding that suits them incredibly and it's absolutely you know, there's definitely been a silver lining absolutely um, i've had the same i was just going to say that people who have actually been relieved that they can't go ahead yeah, with the original plan and that they, they've had the, op- it's given them the opportunity to um, create something that's, that's more aligned with them and who they are. So mm, it's sure. quite fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a little trend that I'm quite liking that's um, happening more now of people not signing their documents in the ceremony. You know, traditionally there's some music playing, you know, it's, it's that bit of a, it's a bit of a dull moment, really, in a lot of ceremonies for a lot of the guests. 
And so, yeah, a lot of couples now choosing to uh, be announced, head back down the aisle, you know, hug some people, get a bit of love. And then, you know, 10, 15 minutes after, we gather them together with their two witnesses and sign their documents and, you know, have a little picture if they want it. And um, it kind of keeps the ceremony a bit more compact. It means that you can really just keep it at a nice high level the whole time without having the, the dips and kind of loving that. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, I've had quite a few like that recently, which mm. has been beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And going along with uh, the death of readings, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, probably the, they're probably the two big dips of boredom for guests in a ceremony. So when someone reads a, a really boring poem or, um, or signing documents, that's often when you'll see people switching off and looking at their phones, their watches. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm kind of enjoying that too. Unless, it's, unless a reading really has a point or a connection yeah. or, or someone standing up and actually talking about the couple very briefly uh that's great but when it's a poem because they feel like they should be doing one because that's what you do in a wedding what's what's the point no one's really um getting too much out of that one so that's where I sort of say it feels like it's plonked in if it doesn't actually have any connection or meaning but as you say, if it's got some sort of connection to the couple and it's yeah, read really absolutely. well, like by someone who um, that's true too. knows what the reading is, knows the meaning behind mm. it and is a confident speaker, then that yeah. can actually create a really lovely, um, uh, I'm just, the word that's coming to my head is diversion, but that's not the word. <laughs> but, you know, when you're going from one person speaking to another and it's got quite a nice balance, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, it can have quite a nice balance of having someone else coming up to speak as, as part of the ceremony. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they do find something that they love that is probably not connecting with their guests, to just give it a little introduction and say, hey, yes. we're going to read this thing because it means this or blah, blah, blah. So that then at least when people are hearing about leaves on a tree somewhere, they're like, oh, we get it. That, that yeah. still connect rather than Yeah, it creates the meaning. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, good trend. Yeah, cool. It is keeping, good trend. Keeping it involved rather than having it plonked in there. I like that. And I think that's a very true example. If something is done just for the sake of it, mm. it doesn't... It, Sometimes it doesn't feel like it's, it shouldn't be in there. It's just that it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't carry, it doesn't add to the ceremony. Yeah, everything in the ceremony should bring something, should have a point, have a, yes. a yeah. meaning, have a, have a reason. Yeah, a purpose, a reason for being yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes even yeah. with, um, with the signing, because I, I as well, I like at times not, not having the signing in there because it can, you do end on that high, you know, like, you know, pronouncing them both, whether it's, you know, and then it's boom, down they go, kiss, walk down the aisle and they are, everyone's throwing petals at them and it's great. <laughs> um, and my, I do think that if they've got live music, if they have like a live musician, mm-hmm. uh, I sometimes almost like, well, if you've got a live musician, uh, I would, I'd almost keep the signing in there. I'd get the most out of your live musician mm-hmm. and I think it adds more to that ceremony because of that um and then they might have Actually, someone they might have like their the thing, um, 
you could definitely call a trend, Pete, is is the music. Like when I started in mm-hmm. this, it was not common for people to have live music, whereas now it's it's a really great thing and it, it's another way to personalise and make it a bit more them. And, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the whole live music scenario. It's great. Yeah, there's some amazing musicians and the way that they can really uh, blend with a ceremony can really lift it um, in terms of almost creating a sense of occasion um, Mm, that's just a little bit more than if you've got the iPod plugged in. Um, (laughs) But going back to what you were saying about the signing in the ceremony, Pete, when I'm having discussions with couples, we really talk about the reasons why you would have it in the ceremony and the reasons why mm. you would have it after mm. the ceremony and figure out what resonates for them because mm. often people will give those two witness roles to someone who they want to give a really important role to in yeah, their yeah. ceremony. And so in those instances, it makes sense to have the signing as part of the ceremony. But, yeah, for other people, they want to pull up a spot at the bar, have a shampoo in hand, everyone's milling around and we pop some signatures on. Um, and, and and that's the feel that they are, that they want to go for. So, yeah, yeah. I think um, it just depends what what feels right for people. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's good. There are definitely things that trend, and I think then, yeah, it's definitely trending. Then we see things trend like the other way, like how we were talking before. Some you know couples wanted very sort of comedic type ceremonies, and now it's sort of it's going back into a, let's have a bit more bit more balance of keeping it sentimental more weight to it as well mm. so things mm. are things are changing it's, it's good it's good to know what couples want and it's nice to make sure that they get what they want in the end of the day and that it is personal that's right yeah absolutely what is your best advice for couples or perhaps what is one thing uh, that you wish couples knew uh, same as we've been saying the whole way along is the amount of freedom they actually have like Kate yeah. said before, the amount of legality is so tiny um, and everything else, we're, we're really programmed by our parents and our, our friends and our Hollywood and Bollywood and all that of what a wedding is supposed to be. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, just to know that we really can do what you want to do. It's just a matter of slotting those few bits of legality in and the rest can be, you know, the sky's the limit. So um, people, people are really starting to, to get that a bit more. But, yeah, I still have a lot of couples that um, just don't have that awareness that they can. Yeah, I think that's, you know, one of the things that almost right from the very beginning I've always wanted to be able to just let people know that, that the possibilities are endless. Like they're just, you know, you can create so much. Um, and, yeah, I think I totally agree with that. Um, and I think the other thing that I want couples to know um, is that, and this goes back to what we were saying before about having a professional team, is that do all the preparation and organisation beforehand, make sure you've got a great team in place and then surrender and just enjoy <laughs> the day. Because, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, because we will, like if you've got a great team, we will, we all care. We care so much about the couple having and their friends and family having an amazing time that we will do everything we need to do to make sure that that happens. And, you know, it's like we're talking about when things do go wrong. Sometimes things go wrong and couples don't even see it because we're doing all our ninja moves to shuffle whatever needs to be shuffled and do what needs to be done. 
to actually, you know, make everything run smoothly. And so, and and mm-hmm. all that should happen for the couple and for their family and friends is that they can just be in the moment and just enjoy it on the day. Yeah, very much. Totally agree. I think that uh, ability to surrender at the end, like you said, Kate, is really important. And I think couples who you see are able to do that actually just have a better day because they have an amazing day. Yeah. They've done everything they can do. And now whatever happens. Um, And I had even the groom on the weekend. I was like, how's it going? He's like, good. We've had our first issue. We fixed it. It's all good. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Like things will happen. Just roll with it. You got people with you. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming and joining us, Matt and Kate. Uh, Some great ideas and I'm sure this will help couples just with their planning and then just feeling encouraged to make it personal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having having me. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I know. It's so lovely to chat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining and listening. Uh, I will make sure I put in the feed every, you know, Instagram and websites, how you can find uh, Matt and Kate and chat with them about your wedding day. Thank you for listening and have an incredible day. Bye. Like we do it.